We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Tyrese Halliburton and you're listening to Setting the Pace. by the president of the Jermaine O'Neal fan club. Ladies and gentlemen, give a round of applause for Michael J. Flachie. Hey, you are too, too kind. But Alex, we have a fun <laughs> episode today. Something that we haven't done in a while, but after some summer league games, off-season moves, it feels only right to play a little stock up, stock down. Mm, How about that? We haven't done that in a while. We're going to be looking at the totality of the roster and based on the off-season moves, is this player stock up? Is this player stock down? I'm excited to do it, Fachi. You know, we we do a lot of like ranking of the rosters and different things like that over time. But I think this is a great exercise for us to be able to say, you know what? This move, you know, might have hurt this player stock. This move might have helped this player stock. So I'm curious, where do you want to start with this? Let's just go with the face of the franchise, Tyrese Halliburton. Right. Um, do you want to kick us off or you want me? I'll kick us off. Um, Tyrese Halliburton just got $260 million of an extension that's kicking in next year. They said, hey, here's the keys to <laughs> all 15 cars. Go drive them. You are the face of the franchise. This guy's stock is through the roof right now. This guy is the million-dollar man. This guy is 
just in, incredibly lucky to be in a situation where he can be the face of the franchise. We as fans are incredibly lucky, but as someone that's covering this team on a podcast, we, Bocce, are very lucky to be able to watch Tyrese Halliburton every single night. So I'm just going to put it out there. I think his stock is through the roof, highest stock of anybody on the team right now. Through the roof is exactly the way to put it. Stock up. I just feel like his stock couldn't be any higher right now. We signed that rookie max extension. He's going to be gunning for all NBA, a.k.a. taking his game to the next level. And you know he's going to want to play in as many games as possible to at least hit that 65 games played mark that you know the league says is mandatory for all NBA. also feel like we're surrounding him with even better talent than what he had last year. You bring in guys like Obi Toppin, Bruce Brown, Jarris Walker, Ben Shepard. It just feels like those are upgrades compared to last year's team. He's going into the season 100% comfortable after a full season in Rick Carlisle's offense, and we're playing just like the style he wants. We're playing fast, so stock up. All right, let's keep it going in order of numbers here. Double zero, Benedict Matherin, stock up, stock down. Stock up. I know that his summer league was not what you maybe wanted to see. Game one, great. Game two, not so much. But here's the thing. I feel like Benedict is going into this season as a starter compared to last year. So it just also feels like after a really promising rookie year, you know, you feel like this year is going to be even better despite still need to improve on his shot. His defense needs to improve, but you feel like year two Benedict Matherin could be something pretty special. Yeah, I think that his stock could have been down if they would have taken someone like Asar Thompson because yes. – yeah. You know, that would have put a little bit more competition on him. But I think because they took Jairus Walker at the, you know, uh, eighth overall pick, technically, they did bring in Bruce Brown, which could impact some of his minutes as well. I, I definitely think, though, that his stock has to be up based on the fact that we saw him start to close the end of the year out last year. They they seem really invested in him. I think that Benedict Matherin has a lot to, lot to prove this year. I think he's definitely in for a treat this year now that he's got a you're under his belt. How does he take that next step? And I'm ready to see that, but I definitely agree with you. Got to be stock up for him. So let's keep the numbers going. Fachi number one, your guy, Obi Toppin. What do we got? Stock up, stock down. Stock up. He's officially a free man, not <laughs> playing behind, you know, Julius Randall and under coach Tibbs anymore, whether he's a starter or comes off the bench, regardless, he's going to be seeing his biggest role yet. So I'm really excited to see what Obi does in a fast-paced offense where he thrives in transition and also a contract year. He'll be entering restricted free agency, so you just feel like he's going to be putting everything out there. And it already feels like him and, and Halliburton, we heard they've been friends since the 2020 draft. You just get that feeling that uh, they're going to have some great chemistry in the fast break. He's playing with Tyrese Halliburton now, and he's playing on a fast-paced offense. This is a through-the-roof stock up for Obi oh, yeah. Toppin. Freed man, like you said. I mean, no offense to the Knicks. It just was not a good fit. And I, I think whether he starts or not, like I said last episode, I, I still believe that Jairus Walker might start now. I'm kind of flip-flopping on this one. But no matter Ooh. whether he stops or, uh, starts or not, Obi Toppin is going to be a guy that showcases and shows more flashes in this offense and in this system than he did with the New York Knicks. So the Knicks fans are going to be very salty when they see him dominating some games in a Pacers uniform, because a lot of Knicks fans wanted to see more out of him. They wanted to see Tibbs kind of unleash him, but you know, Tibbs is a, uh, a very disciplined coach who only plays certain players. And 
that's that's fair because Julius Randle was an all-star this year. So I got to give Obi Toppin a stock up here, but let's keep it moving. The next guy, probably the best player in summer league so far, Andrew Nimhart. Stock all the way up. Oh, my God. This man is super <laughs> talented. A, a true two-way potential guy. I feel like now Nemhard played so well in summer league that I feel like people are starting to say, who's got the higher upside? Is it Nemhard or is it Matherin? That's a conversation we didn't hear last year. We're starting to hear that conversation a little bit now. So the fact that it's become a debate between one guy being picked at the sixth overall pick and one guy being picked 31st, I mean, how crazy is that? But mm -hmm. look, I love what I've seen. It might be hard to keep him out of the starting lineup. We'll see what happens, but Andrew Nemhard stock all the way up. I'm advocating for him to be a starter. I will until I find out it's going to be Bruce Brown or Buddy Hield. But I just think he's so good. And if he is starting, then there's a good opportunity for TJ McConnell to be the backup point guard. That's something to keep in mind as well. If they do keep TJ McConnell, uh, we talked about that as well on the last podcast. But still think that there's a scenario where Andrew starts. They bring Bruce Brown in early, and then Nimhart still runs the second unit. It just allows him to play a little bit more, knowing Tyrese is going to be playing 30-plus minutes per game, probably closer to 35, 37 range, I think, for, for Halliburton. So we'll we'll see. But I, I think it's through the roof. Once again, that's my saying, I guess, for this episode, through the roof. <laughs> but Andrew Nimhart is just a special player. I, I think he's really good. I think coming into year two, He's already proven so much in his rookie year, like a guy that was a third-string point guard ended up becoming the starting two-guard for this team. Really showcased what he can do defensively. We can we saw what he can do with the ball in his hands. Good passer, good feel, good IQ, good defensive player, can guard multiple positions. I think he's just going to continue doing what he does, and that's thriving in the NBA. So let's move on now to number five. That is the number five, a jersey wearer too now, Jairus Walker. Stock up. Look, I love what I saw defensively. From a playmaking capability, he was even better than the underrated that he was advertised as. Uh, struggled from the field, shooting-wise, just about 36% in summer league. But I love the confidence, and I love how talkative he is out there. It just feels like this is a guy who could be the quarterback of the defense. And, and just his defensive IQ is something that you can't teach. And to show this at age 19... I just feel like really feels like the Pacers have something special on their hands. And I think that from year one, if you're looking, hey, can this guy rebound, defend well? Yes, I think he very much can. So, Jarris Walker, stock up. Okay, I agree with you. This has been an awesome pick. The Pacers definitely, I think, made the right decision by getting Jarris Walker, even though I was a Taylor Hendricks guy. I'm not upset about this pick at all. I think Jarris Walker is a fine player, has showcased a ton already in Summer League. It's only been three games. Give this man the opportunity to showcase all that he can do. I think he's going to be an impactful player from day one. Jairus Walker, stock up. TJ McConnell is next on the list, Fachi. Um, I'll go ahead and go first quickly on this one. Man, it hurts to say this because I feel like I'm just a TJ hater now because I don't ever say anything like in cra crazy positive about him. But but I did give him a lot of love last episode. But I just, I just feel like this has got to be a stock down. Um, another year of Nimhard really developing, adding more guards to the rotation. He's just going to be probably one of the odd, odd men out. Uh, and it's just unfortunate, but there's six spots available to play point guard, shooting guard, small forward. He can only play point guard. They could finagle with some other things, allow him to play it. But I just think that this team's best version of themselves is where he's their third-string point guard with how the roster is currently constructed. So stock down. 
Yeah, I mean, I was getting some messages last night in my DMs. Why is Alex so low on TJ McConnell? <laughs> but no, nah, like, uh, I'm with you, man. It, it's stock down because it can't be stock up. Uh, honestly, McConnell's role this year is totally unknown, and you could probably say that it is more known that it'll be minimized than it is to say that he's going to have a bigger role by any means. So one thing also, I could be wrong. I, I really did Maybe it was just because he wasn't at Summer League. I don't know if he's been around the team as much. I could totally be wrong on that. But I just know that obviously he was at Summer League, and it feels like there was a younger group at Summer League, so I'm not going to knock him on that. But it's crowded. It's crowded with the guards, and the emergence of Andrew Nemhard. I just feel like has made TJ McConnell a little bit more expendable than in years past. And if the Pacers don't have a role for McConnell that he's all right with, I do think they could look to trade him. And uh, I kind of just don't see a spot where McConnell's going to thrive more than in years past. Yeah, cover your ears if you don't like hearing anything negative about McConnell because it's not trying to be negative. It's just trying to be realistic. And at the end of the day, he might might, prove us all wrong once again and get into that rotation and solidify himself as a guy that cannot be played off the floor. So he's done it before. It wouldn't shock if he does it again. But at this point, I'm just a little bit more skeptical than I have been in years past. It felt like he was going to be the backup point guard last year. Had no doubt about it. Nimhard was clearly the third string. And then Nimhard just catapulted him. I think that's good, though, because you want to see that from your young players. And I think it's good competition. I want to see how Nimhard handles McConnell if they go up against each other in a, uh, you know, a scrimmaging during training camp and stuff like that. But moving on next, another new acquisition for the Indiana Pacers, number 11 known as Brucey B by his former coach, Bruce Brown Jr. Coming to the Pacers. What are your thoughts? Stock up, stock down. Stock up, just like his bank account. Look, <laughs> I think that he, you know, he should be playing the biggest role of his career. Maybe he's a starter, but if not, you know, that probably more is going to be asked of him than in years past. I think that he's another guy that we saw, one of the best, you know, transition, uh, you know, effective scores in the league. So style fits him. But also, you know, he's coming off of a season which he played about 28 minutes per game. For Denver, you can't see him just all of a sudden signing for way more money to play a much lesser role. So I see him with a, a big role this year and stock up. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. Stock up. Like you said, the bank account is up as well. So, yeah, now he's he's going to be a very impactful player on this team, and I think the Pacers are very excited to have him. He gets to play faster now than he was playing with Denver. Got the championship belt. He got the money. Now he just can go out there and play the game that he loves to play, and that's a, a up-tempo style with a guy like Tyrese Halliburton who recruited him there. Um, if you look at some of the stuff he said for some of his favorite things, favorite movie is The Notebook? Likes Luke Combs is his favorite artist? Okay, this is definitely not something you hear from many NBA players. Most of them talk about different rappers and hip-hop music they like, but seeing the country music uh, get some love here from Bruce Brown. It is great to see. And if you go look at a lot of his pictures on Instagram, walking into the arena for the Denver Nuggets, he was rocking cowboy boots and a cowboy hat, Fachi. So Pacer fans, get ready because the cowboy boots and the cowboy hat are a coming to Indiana. Hey, I am ready for it. Sign me up. So, um, you know, Bruce Brown, happy to have you here. All right. Jordan Mora, Fachi, stock up or stock down? We haven't given out many stock downs, but unfortunately, here is another one. Look, bringing in Obi and Jarris Walker does not mean stock up for uh, Jordan Awara. At one point, it looked pretty thin at the four spot. You had Neesmith, 
you know, you had Jordan War. Those really looked like the only fours really on the roster that you felt good about. But Noir is in a contract year. There's a lot of mouths to feed. Also, look, the Pacers have an opportunity to extend Obi and Neesmith after the year. And they're also fishing for a bigger name in free agency. Kind of feels like Jordan Noir could be the odd man out. And, uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure he finishes next season as a Pacer, despite them being very high on him in years past and what he did show last year, which was very positive. Super nice guy came on the podcast with us, had a really good time talking with him and just getting to know him better. And I think that he does bring a lot of good things to the table, especially for what the Pacers want to do. We saw him kind of thrive the last part of the season when he got traded here and was able to knock down three-point shots. I mean, if he gets playing time, I think he's still going to be an impactful player, but you're right. There's just too many guys that they brought in ahead of him. They basically were gifted three second-round picks to bring him on. So it just kind of shows you like they didn't have to give up anything really of significant value to bring him in, whereas they had to give up more things of significant value in Obi Toppin and Jairus Walker, which makes him more than likely the third string power forward or the third string small forward behind Neesmith and Matherin or whoever else starts. So I I definitely feel like it's got to be stocked down for him. And that's not a knock on him as a player, but just by the player, the the other players the Pacers brought in, it does seem like it's a little bit of a stock down for him. And we'll see if he's able to carve himself out a role. um, If there's trades made and stuff like that, but like you said, expiring contract could be on the move. So all right, the guy we just saw in Summer League play two games. It's his third year, Isaiah Jackson. We talking stock up or stock down, Fudge? This might be the hardest one. I'm going to say stock down, and here's the thing. Points, boards, he might have surprised a lot of people. I saw someone who probably doesn't really watch the Pacers too much saying like he was on the too good for Summer League all-first team, and I was like, did you – See the 14 fouls in two games? I mean, look, if this is an NBA game, there would have been one game, the first game, the second game that he played. He had three fouls in six minutes. He probably wouldn't have returned to the game in that type of situation. So I thought being in year three in summer league, you should look like one of the best players on the court. And at times he definitely did. But there is a log jam at the five, and there was no signs of improvement from an offensive standpoint of like the you know growth on his jump shot or anything of that sort we didn't see it stayed in the paint did did what he's been doing and now it's pretty tough i can't say that it looks more promising than in years past for isaiah jackson i'm gonna have to say stock down yeah i'm gonna agree with you stock down and here's why guess who's still on the roster jalen smith and daniel tice they yep. haven't cleaned up the log jam at the power forward, or excuse me, the center position, not the power forward position. They have him listed here as a forward, so that's why I said that. But he is a center. He will never be a forward. We've clearly seen yeah. that already now. And his game has not improved that much since he came into the league. I mean, it's it's improved. I shouldn't say that. That's really kind of harsh it, of yes, me to say. It definitely it's, has to an extent. Yeah, it's improved, but he really hasn't expanded, I guess I should exactly. say. He that's hasn't definitely expanded. the word for it. Yes. So I, I apologize for misspeaking there, but – I, I think there's still potential in Isaiah Jackson, and if people are really high on him, then I totally get it. I just feel like I've maybe soured a little bit on him as a player just because I feel like the expectations for him when he was drafted, like they weren't that high, but then Carlisle and then painted such a pretty picture of like his incredible athleticism. One yep. through five, he can guard, can be this small, he can be this power forward, he can be a center, he's so versatile. 
and we've yet to see it and we've yet to see them give him the opportunity to showcase it. So that tells me they don't believe in him being able to do all the things that they originally had said. He is a freak athlete and he's a good player, but in the NBA, you got to really solidify your role. He didn't do that over the first two years. I still think he's going to be battling for that backup center position. Could see Jalen Smith with it. Could see Daniel Tice with it. I think you can make the case for any of the three to make it. And because of that, that's why I have to say stock down because now we just don't know. And there's too much uncertainty with what his role is going to be. So another guy that I think is pretty interesting is Aaron Neesmith. Stock up or stock down? Stock down despite him having a real solid year last year because he was playing a lot of four for us, which I thought he did the, the best job he could possibly do. He had you know, the toughest assignments defensively last year, but you bring in Obi Toppin, you bring in Jarris Walker, all of a sudden now Neesmith's role at the four is not what it used to be. And I, I think that KP had hinted at not really viewing him as a starter, despite we all, all being pretty happy what we saw as a good step forward. But I do think that he definitely deserves to be a every game rotational player as he can, you know, three and D. But I, I got to say his stock can't, be up given the offseason moves it's tough because you bring in bruce brown who does some of the similar stuff he does probably a little bit better than he does in terms of playmaking and that kind of thing so you have that situation uh you draft ben shepherd and now you have like we talked about all this log jam at the backcourt and he's probably going to be the backup small four to start the year off with i think they love his um the style of play that he plays I think that his ability and his willingness to accept a lesser role is something that they praised a lot in their press conference. I think Kevin Pritchard and Rick Carlisle said it like, here's a guy that basically they said, you know, we're not sure if you're going to start or not next year. And he said, I don't care. I just want to help this team win. And he truly identifies with what the Pacers are. So I'm going to give Aaron Neesmith a stock up as well. Uh, Excuse me, a stock down as well as you not stock up just because I feel like this is a guy that doesn't really have uh, a solidified spot with the rotation right now, because I've seen people make the case that it could be TJ McConnell. So let's move on now quickly to Buddy Heald. Man, it's got to be stocked down as well, because there's, there's uncertainty. Look, here's the thing. The Pacers have, it, it feels like they're very content about having Buddy go into the season for sure. We haven't heard that they're shopping him. Yeah. But it also does feel like he's coming off the bench as that's what we saw to finish the year. So it does feel like he could have a bit of a reduced role. You also bring in Bruce Brown, uh, who's probably going to get close to his, you know, played 28 minutes per game with Denver last year. So he's got to have a big role. But Buddy didn't look the same off the bench playing without Tyrese when Tyrese was out at the end of the year. I'm sure they'll stagger his minutes because those two had real chemistry. But we also don't feel 100% sure that Buddy's going going to be a playing as much as he did last year and b also not really in that starting lineup anything could happen but i gotta say his stock is more down than it is up totally agree you make great points on buddy heel i don't really think i need to overemphasize it still is an important part to this team yep. so he still has good stock i just think that it's down a little bit from last year where he was such a reliable starter now he's going to be put in a different role um He'll be more than likely used in a trade for an expiring contract because he makes a good amount of money in a deal. So that's one of the things you just don't know, like what his longevity is here with this team or his long-term outlook is with this team. So got to be a stock down as well, even though I think him still being on the roster 
is is good for him because I think he played his best basketball with Tyrese and in the Carlisle system. Uh, we got four players left. Let's go through them quickly. Jalen Smith. It's stuck down. Look, Jalen Smith was coming off of what you just want to call such a letdown of a year because of where expectations were. Now he went from last year going into the year as this is our starting four to uh, he's somewhere in the log jam at center. I don't know if he's the backup. I don't know if he's a third. You don't want to say he's the fourth, but there, there's no guarantee as to what spot he is, but we know he ain't the starter. So looks to be in great shape from what we saw. You know, looked like he's put on some muscle. So that's great. I hope it's a revenge year, but until they clear up that log jam at the five, it's got to be stocked down. Yeah, basically the same thing I said for Isaiah Jackson. It's got to be a stock down as well, just because there's no uh, clarity on who's going to be the backup center. And Jalen Smith went from being the starting power forward last year to the Pacers going out and drafting a power forward and trading for a power forward and putting Jalen Smith clearly out of the forward rotation. So we saw that he got kicked out of that spot last year too. So tough for Jalen Smith. I still think there's good basketball left in him. I still believe that He's further along in his development than Isaiah Jackson. I think he's more versatile as a player. May not play the same style that this Pacer team wants to play because I think Isaiah Jackson's probably better with the run and gun kind of style they like to play. But I think Jalen Smith is more is, is capable of doing it. And I think Jalen's probably proven he can be a better shooter than Isaiah too. So we'll see how those minutes shake out. But uh, just a little bit of a stock down, but not much because we already kind of saw his stock go down during the season last year. Uh, ben Shepard. As of right now, it's stocked down. Look, here, here's the thing. We knew that the, at pick 26, okay, you're you're not going to get this uh, guy who's probably going to light the world on fire. But I, I think from what we saw in three games of Summer League, one real good game, two not-so-great games, that it's it's going to be a little bit of a while. It's going to be later in the season. It's, it might be next season like after this. But he, he did show some promise defensively, more than what he was probably given credit coming out of the draft. So... I can't say stock up. I would have to unfortunately say stock down. Yeah, I'm going to say that the stock's probably up just because for the simple fact they traded away Chris Duarte and, you know, that was kind of his replacement. I think that Ben Shepard, he's got drafted in the first round when he was projected to be a second round pick. So that's the only reason I'm going to give him stock up here is just because he got drafted higher than he was projected to. Worked really hard to carve out an NBA career for himself. Um, there's no expectations for him right now. Everything's the bar is pretty low for him. So I don't think it's really a stock down because there's not really that much stock established yet. So that's why I'm going to just say it's up for now because he's still someone you want to invest in and that could be a part of this team moving forward. But at the same time, we do know that his role will be a little bit uh, diminished because of the talent above him. So in terms of playing time, maybe a little stock down, but in terms of like getting that paid and getting a guaranteed contract stock up, two guys left, veterans on this team. First up, number 27, Daniel Tice. That stock was never up. So it's it's stocked down. Look, he only played seven games last year before being shut down. And I honestly think a big part of playing those seven games was to try and get his trade value up right before the trade deadline. If the Patriots could move him at any point, I think they will. But, you know, they haven't been able to move him. I don't think that they're... 100% confident in the backup center. So that is the only thing that is going right for him. So I'm going to say stock down because it's really hard for stock to be up. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Tice, it's like everything I've said about the backup centers is the same thing. Like I'm it's sure Daniel thing. Tice wants to be on another roster where he can play a little bit more. I think he would be semi-content if he was the backup center here. But you got to remember one thing too, Pachi, real quick. This guy was told, hey, you're not going to be playing anymore the rest of the year. 
And he could have just like not showed up to all these games, but he was there. He was very active. I think he's just a really good veteran guy. So I uh, I probably appreciate Daniel Tice more than you do, but um, yeah. I would just say this. He's been a pretty good pro and he's showed flashes. He has. He has. He's shown flashes of, you know, still solid backup minutes. So give him his love there. But the last guy here, longest tenured pacer, number 33, Miles Turner. Stock up. Look, he's going to this season fully healthy for what feels like the first time in a long time. Coming off of a career year, out first time with no trade rumors. I mean, look, someone might throw him out, but they're not real this year. The Pacers are not calling teams about Turner, which I don't know, maybe they were last year, whatever, if you want to believe with the Lakers rumors or not. But he really excelled in his role last year as the lone big end playing with Tyrese. And I honestly think he could build upon it and be even better because offensively he was awesome, but defensively it actually wasn't the vintage Turner we've seen in the past. His blocks were down, his fouls were up a little bit more. I think he can improve as a rebounder again this year. I think we're going to see the blocks go up, like just to kind of where they were, you know, closer to two years ago. Uh, I, I think definitely stock up. Yeah, it's hard to say that it's stocked down because they didn't bring any centers in to really like push yep. for competition. It's just the same group that's been here. They bring in Jairus Walker, who I think is going to make life easier for Miles Turner. Agreed. His defensive abilities. So Miles won't always have to be the last line of defense. And like you said, those rebounding numbers could improve. There was an article that listed Miles Turner as an elite rebounder, which made me chuckle a little bit. Um, We have yet to see him be an elite rebounder. Yes, an elite rim protector, but not an elite rebounder. But hey, if you're prophesying and you're projecting into the future, then yes, Miles Turner will be an elite rebounder. In year eight, year nine, whatever year this is for him, uh, that's all we can hope for. But Fachi, that's going to wrap up Stock Up, Stock Down. Let the people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at Setting the Pace 3. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexColdenMBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, go to youtube.com slash the pace of Pacers podcast. We can find all of our video content and make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well, where you can check out our podcast there. But Fachi, if you think that setting the pace is a stock up, then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gonna need a mop. Smooth. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.